can't invest your money until you have money. So we're gonna lead into the next workshop with Chloe Elise, Deeper Than Money founder, and she's gonna talk all about how to go into the world debt-free. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to be giving this presentation for you today. Let me go ahead and make my little face up here be a little bit bigger so it feels like we are sitting together in person having this conversation. I want it to feel really just like a conversation. A lot of times money can feel really scary and my goal for today is that you leave feeling like you know, money is so easy and so fun and you get to have more confidence with your money. So today I'm going to be talking about finance in the real world, how to win with money in your 20s. So first, let me introduce myself. My name is Chloe. I am the CEO of my company called Deeper Than Money and I'm a millennial money coach. So I primarily focus and teach millennials how to get ahead with their finances. Um, sometimes this comes in the form of paying off debt or growing a savings or really just learning how to take control of your finances for good. I am all over social media and I'm super social on social media. And so feel free to tag me, come talk with me in the DMs and share this with, share any questions you have with me as well. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, I have a podcast, um, Pinterest, TikTok, you name it. Search deeper than money and we will be there. Um, I'm going to go into my story a little bit later, but I just want to give you a slide to talk, introduce myself and say, I cannot wait to dive in today. I cannot wait. So let's get started. Okay. So here's the agenda that I'm going to be talking with today. I only have a short period of time, so I'm going to be super quick and um, really try to give you as much information as possible in such a short period of time. So I'm going to start with my story, talking about how to start off your adult life with a bang, um, talking about creating the winning plan for yourself, creating a priority list, and then how to always hit your goals. Those are the things we're going to cover today. Okay. So my story, man, I'm really having to move my, I don't know where to move my picture box around to. Okay, so my story, I started as the broke college girl and in the past couple years have created a life of financial freedom for myself. And this didn't happen by accident. Um, I was not on a path to win financially. I was not a trust fund kid. I was not coming out of college debt-free. I was not, I didn't have a job handed to me. I, I mean, I was really on a path of struggle. I had a lot of, um, I, I worked a lot of jobs as a college student. I worked a lot of part-time jobs to be able to pay for college, to be able to pay, pay for food. And, you know, I, I was so grateful for my experience and so, so privileged in so many ways but money was not something that I ever learned about in school. It wasn't something that I was taught. And so I just thought the answer to all of my money problems was to go and get more money. But then I would go and get more money and I would still feel broke. And, I, and then I would say, oh, I need more hours at my job. So I would pick up more hours at my job and still feel broke. And then I would say, oh, well, I must just need a, a second job or a third job or a fourth job. And no matter how many hours I worked, or how many jobs I got, I still felt broke. And 
what I learned the hard way and that I don't want you to have to learn the hard way is that it isn't about how much money you have. It's about what you do with it. Now, of course, obtaining more money once you know how to handle it is ideal, right? Of course, we want to build wealth, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily what you need to do. Um, and so really me figuring out the steps that I'm going to teach you today was how I was able to go from this broke college girl into, um, you know, becoming now I'm 24 and have a life of financial freedom. I paid off $36,000 of debt in 18 months, you know, grew the emergency fund, saved to pay for my wedding in cash, um, you know, all of the things. And um, I was able to do that from the stuff that I'm going to teach you about today. So let's dive in. I have a little puppy on my lap. This is our little puppy, Millie. And she has been sleeping soundly, so I don't want to wake her up for this video. So Millie gets to be a part of this too. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is starting your adult life off with a bang. And how can you do this? How can you do this? What is the secret to starting off with a bang? The secret is negotiating and specifically negotiating your starting salary as a college graduate the first thing that a lot of people do the the normal track after college is to go and look for a job and regardless of what job you're looking for when you are applying and when you're interviewing and maybe you've been interviewing already but what i want you to do is to prepare for negotiating I hear this a lot. I hear people say, is negotiating a good thing? Am I going to look greedy? Am I going to look bad? But negotiating is such an important way of not only showing your future employer that you know your worth and you stand by that, but also by creating a lifetime of financial freedom. It's estimated that you will lose out on $1.6 million. $1.6 million by not negotiating your starting salary. So over the lifetime of your career, by not negotiating your starting salary, it's estimated you lose out on $1.6 million. And that's just crazy to me. When I learned that statistic, I was mind blown. And especially for women, I'm so passionate about helping women negotiate their starting salary because women are significantly less likely to negotiate their starting salary than their male counterparts. So, Definitely negotiate. Um, there's so many great free resources. I, I have some amazing free resources online that you can find on your website on deeper-money.com on how to do this. Um, but the biggest thing is to prepare yourself, do the market research to figure out what is a, a really good um, starting salary that you want to negotiate. What, what do you think that they're going to offer you and, and what is appropriate? and um, also a good ask for you to ask for, and then you can kind of um, you know, actually do the negotiating. So definitely 100% the best thing I can recommend to you right out of college is to negotiate your starting salary. That is like the best way to get some free money basically over your um, career, not only starting, but long-term. Okay. Now, once you have hopefully successfully negotiated your starting salary, and if you didn't, if you already accepted the position and you already have um, a job, that's totally okay. There, you know, you can absolutely still get ahead um, long term. You can ask for a raise later, or you can do this at your next job. And even if you don't, that's this doesn't mean that you're you're screwed and you're never going to get ahead. Um, so stick with me because this is even more important. Okay. 
the winning plan. If you notice in the upper left-hand corner, I have a little camera. This is a great one to take a picture of, to screenshot. Um, so you can write this down, take notes on this. If I go by it, you know, I click through the slots too fast. So this is your winning plan. Number one is I want you to get by. Okay, I want you to get by. I, I just wrote about this recently on my Instagram, but I can remember fresh out of college, I started at my corporate job like four days after I graduated, four days after I graduated. And I, I was flown to the headquarters of our company to do some training. But what I didn't realize is that I had to pay for everything for that week of training up front and that they would reimburse me. And I had like no money in my bank account. And so I just, I skipped multiple dinners just so I could get by, just so I could pay for the things I needed to because I, I was, I, I had no money. I had not prepared for it. I wasn't saving whatever. So the first thing is I want you to get by. If you're struggling right now, and we're going to talk about some ways later in this presentation that you can um, bring in some extra income, but just get by. Okay. What are the ways that you can make ends meet right now? If, if that entails calling your um, you know, your student loan provider and seeing if they can wait to make your first payment until you start your job or maybe, you know, whatever, negotiate, negotiate some of your bills to decrease them, figure out a way that you can get by. That's always, always, always most important. The second thing is to create an emergency fund. And this is just this little starter, little baby starter kit. And we want to create, I like to see about one to three months of expenses in your emergency fund. And the reason I say one to three is it because it depends on your risk. If you are someone who you maybe live at home with your parents, you're moving back in with your parents and so you don't pay rent or you don't pay for food, you might only need one month of expenses, okay? Um, but if you're someone who you live by yourself or maybe you have pets or um, whatever, you probably, you have that higher risk and so you want to have about three months of expenses. That buffer is so important. Um, for if you are in a situation where, you know, you lost your job or you ha had to move unexpectedly or something like that, to have that little bit of buffer is really important before tackling these other things. Next, step three, we're going to go into tearing down some debt, paying off debt. Um, this is especially important for if you have really bad debt, or I like to call it the red flag of debt, which is if you have credit card debt that has a super high interest rate, or if you have um, you know, a vehicle loan that's a really high interest rate or anything that has a really, really, really high interest rate. If you don't know your interest rate, simply call your student loan company or the bank or your car, uh, like whoever your loans are through, just call them and ask. A lot of times you can also find this in your mobile app if you have one, but if you're stuck, that's not a stupid question, just call and ask. But we wanna start creating um, a list of how we're gonna take down our debt, and we're gonna talk about this more in a minute. Then number four, we want to create an emergency fund. This is our big emergency fund. So you already started it. You already have about one to three months of expenses in that emergency fund. And now we want to grow that up to eight months of expenses in that emergency fund. Once you have that, you're going to put a nice pretty little bow on it, tuck it away in a high yield savings account. Um, I recommend ally.com, A-L-L-Y.com. It's a high yield savings. Basically what that is, is it, if, if you put that money in your personal savings at the bank, like a simple savings, you might make 10 cents a year in interest. 
But in a high yield saving, that money is going to make, I mean, it really depends on um, a lot of factors, but let's say about 2%. It doesn't sound like a big difference, but when you have that money just sitting in there, we want it to be working for us, okay? So high yield savings, that's where we're gonna keep it. Then after that, step five, that's when we're gonna save for our big goals and grow our wealth via investing or other methods. So take a screenshot of this and we're gonna move on to the next slide. Okay, so now that we've, we know kind of our roadmap, we know our roadmap of where we're headed, now we wanna create a priority list of where are we at? What step in, in that kind of um, outlining list, where are we and what do we need to create? What priority list do we need to create? So this is how I like to see the priority list written out and you have this in your worksheet. So pull up your worksheet, I created an outline um, for you, so you can just use that and fill this in. But what I want you to do is, is take into consideration the list of right here, our winning plan of these are the steps that we want to take. Where are you in this list? Where are you? Um, and, and so what we want to do is we want to write the priority, the amount, so the amount of money that that priority is going to cost or the investment for that. And then the day we want to have it completed by, this is really important. A lot of times I'll hear people say, oh, I'm, I'm saving for a house or I'm paying down debt. Well, how much debt are you paying off and when do you want it done by? That's going to show us how much we need to be putting towards it per month in order to hit that goal. Okay. So those are all three of these are really important things that you fill out on here. You'll notice that I wrote 2000, 3000, 4000. I just made those numbers up. I want you to get really specific about what your numbers are. If this is $2,413.10, cool, write that out. Another great thing to write here for any debt that you have is the interest rate in which that debt is, okay? So if you have credit card debt and it's $2,000 and it's at 12% or it's at 24%, write that also, that's really important. We want to pay things off for the most part in order of the highest interest rate to the lowest interest rate. If the interest rates are similar, then we want to pay it off from lowest amount to highest amount. But um, so definitely a lot of times we're tackling credit card debt first because credit card debt is um, a lot of times the highest interest rate, especially for millennials. And then we tackle other things like student loans. So you're going to write that out. The biggest thing that I want to draw your attention to is that number two, I wrote trip to Hawaii. Listen, the biggest lie that you will be told is that you need to only focus on finances and only pay off debt and have no fun until you do. And that's not true. That, that doesn't have to be true. We are millennials or, you know, maybe you're, you're a little younger than the, the millennials or maybe whatever, but in your early twenties, you have a lifetime ahead of you. And yes, finances are important, but they are not everything. And I never want you to prioritize your finances over you know, making memories or over your own mental health or over things that are more important than money, okay? Which is a lot of stuff, which is a lot of stuff. So what I want you to do is also factor in room for fun. Factor in room for you to have fun, for you to go on the trip, for you to... Um, get a, a new, I don't know, a new book or something, whatever that is. I want you to factor in time for that and money for that. Because if you don't, 
this will not be sustainable and you will try something new and then quit and then try it again and then quit. This way, you'll hit your goals always, okay? And we're gonna talk about that a little bit more in a minute about how to always hit your goals. But write out this priority list of what is the top priority for you and then we're gonna go through them one by one by one. I see millennials all the time or, you know, I, should, I shouldn't say millennials, like younger, younger generation of people in their 20s or people in their 20s and, and 30s trying to hit all these goals at once. But we want to focus on the top priority and then move to the next priority over and over and over. And remember, here's your reminder, dream bigger. Dream freaking bigger. It is so important that you are really thinking long-term. I mean, this list can go out until 20, until there's 30 things on the list. You can put a, a your dream lake house or donating X amount to charity or, or a big crazy goal on here. This is your time to really dream big financially. Okay, so now let's talk about how to always hit your financial goals. This is the last big point I want to hit on and it's so important. So number one is creating our master plan. This is really important and we talked about this a lot in the priority list of how we want our finances to go out. What is our master plan of how we're going to prioritize our money and use it to build wealth and live the life that we want to. So we talked about how to do this and this is really important to focus on. Next, decide how much after your budget, you can put towards your goal. So think about, you know, sit down and create a budget. I don't want to go into that too much today. Um, you know, you can, there's some great ways you can Google it. We have some freebies on it, but basically sit down and write out all of your expenses and say, okay, after I pay my bills and I um, spend the money I need to, I pay off my credit card or I pay off my student loans, what do I have left over that I can put toward that goal? Okay, that is the money that we're gonna tackle our priority list with. Once we know what that amount is, how much we have left after, our, after the paycheck, that, the second you get that into your account, we wanna put that toward the goal. Put it toward paying off the debt, put it into savings, put it toward that Hawaii trip we talked about, whatever that may be. We want to do it the second that we get our hands on that money. Because when you do it that way, there's no room for error. There's no room for error. Most people, they say, okay, I'll just live my life, do whatever, and then whatever's left over, I'll put that towards my goals. If you wanna win with money in your 20s and start enjoying financial freedom now, that's you have to do it the opposite. You have to say, okay, here are my goals. My goal is to pay off $500 of debt this month. So the second I get my money, I'm gonna do that then I'm gonna live my life. I'm not saying you need to sacrifice or give up anything, but by doing it this way, you are able to have um, always hitting your goals and still be able to live your life. Okay, this is just a fun little slide that I wanna remind you if you're someone who's like, oh, I don't have enough money, like I, there's, I, at the end of my paycheck, there's nothing, or I'm not, I don't even have enough to pay my bills, or maybe you're struggling to find a job right now and you need to make some money in the, in the meantime, here are a list of so many different things that you can do in the meantime to make money online from your home. All you need is your phone or a computer and you can make money from, um, from there, from there. You can make money anywhere you want. So here's just a random list. And then I also have another tab for you, a screenshot of random ways to make your money work for you. You can use these codes. 
They'll give you some extra money. You don't have to. Um, but again, I just created this extra screenshot for you. Get Upside is a great one. You get paid to get gas. You use it. You say, I'm going to go to this gas station. You click that gas station, and then you get cash back for getting gas. Most of us have to get gas anyway. We might as well get cash back. Can you see little Millie? She loves getting cash back. She's really passionate about it. Um, Ibotta is a cashback app for groceries. I use it all the time. I probably make between 50 and 100 bucks a month for my Ibotta. Join Honey is another one. It's a plug-in on your computer, and it will pop up for you and tell you, hey, there's this item is on sale on this other site or whatever. Um, so it's an easy way to save money. Um, Rakuten, I think that's how you say it. Um, it used to be um, Ebates, but it's another great one for retail stuff. So for like shopping, okay, for shopping at stores. Another one where you put in, um, you put in your information, you put in your receipts, and then you get cash back. It's so easy. Money is all around you. And there are so many ways that if you get in the habit of making your money work for you, like simple apps like this, or by putting money in a high yield savings, or by not having credit card debt, then your money is working for you instead of working against you. And then I just wrote these five ways to commit to building wealth. Um, the first one, turn on money notifications. It's so important. If you see every single notification that comes through your bank account, you're going to be so much more aware of your finances, of what money is coming in and what money is going out, and you'll be more aware of banking fees or of overcharges or of incorrect charges. The next thing is having weekly or monthly money dates. Have money dates with yourself where you set out time to sit down by yourself and say, okay, where am I at? What do I need to plan for? If you have a partner, this is a great time to sit down with them and say, okay, where are we at? What do we need to be doing? What do we need to be planning for? Um, number three, have a folder or document with all of your info in one place. This is so hard, right? We have all of these different banking accounts and all this different information. And so often we don't know which interest rate goes for which credit card and which student loans are where. So have somewhere that you keep all of your information so you can make more educated decisions. Number four, read money books or listen to money podcasts. The more that you can familiarize yourself with, um, with the information about money, about building confidence about money, about saving or investing or any of that stuff, the better. Get in the habit of doing that, even just like once a month or one time a week. That will be amazing. And number five, get excited about money. Don't just talk about money when you're pissed at yourself and you're nagging yourself. Think, dream big about money. Think about the um, things that you want to do with money and, and the ways that you can serve your family or your community when it comes to building wealth. So congratulations. I am so proud of you. This is so exciting. Thank you so much for letting me celebrate with you. And remember, if you have any follow-up questions, if you want to you know, tag me in this presentation, come hang out with me. Um, I'm at deeper period than period money over on Instagram, but you can come hang out with me on any social media site so we can celebrate this new journey um, with you um, together. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me and I will talk to you soon.